drive our ships to new land, fight the hall, sing and cry. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Monday afternoon. I clearly have way too much time on my hands because I recently had neck surgery and unfortunately I'm stuck in a chair. So if nothing else, I might as well make the most of it by trying to be mildly entertaining. If you missed the most recent pizza review that I completely ripped off from Barstool Sports, which is basically, if you haven't figured it out by now, this show is a very, very poor man, almost like a a cardboard box on the side of the road, poor man version of a combination of Dave Portnoy, Dan Lebetard, and Howard Stern. Com- you know, I don't have any guests, and I definitely don't have any lesbians in here, um, and I don't have uh, a lot of sports figures or famous people. I don't hang out on yachts. I don't go to Martha's Vineyard, but um, those would be probably the three biggest influences, and, and probably mostly uh, Dave Portnoy, just because of the pizza reviews. Because it's the one thing that's readily available to me, and I um, take full advantage of it every chance I get. I think the the one thing I I was laughing, thinking about uh, who, who might listen to the podcast and who might think it's funny, and who you know who just is like, what an asshole this guy is. And then a, a scene from a movie popped into my head, and uh, it it always cracks me up. And it's probably you know uh, in more recent years, everybody knows of the. The Hunt for Red October um, or the fake Donald Trump impersonation of Alec Baldwin. But in my opinion, the absolute best Alec Baldwin performance ever is in a movie called Malice, which was probably, I don't know, 90, 91. And the best scene goes a little something like this. Do I have a God complex? Dr. Kessler says yes. Which makes me wonder if this lawyer has any idea as to the kind of grades one has to receive in college to be accepted at a top medical school. If you have the vaguest clue as to how talented someone has to be to lead a surgical team. I have an MD from Harvard. I am board certified in cardiothoracic medicine and trauma surgery. I have been awarded citations from seven different medical boards in New England, and I am never, ever sick at sea. So I ask you, when someone goes into that chapel and they fall on their knees and they pray to God that their wife doesn't miscarry, or that their daughter doesn't bleed to death, or that their mother doesn't suffer acute neural trauma from post-operative shock, who do you think they're praying to? Now, go ahead and read your Bible, Dennis, and you go to your church and with any luck, you might win the annual raffle. But if you're looking for God, he was in operating room number two on November 17th, and he doesn't like to be second guessed. You ask me if I have a God complex. Let me tell you something. I am God. How fucking awesome is that speech? He walks out of the room George C. Scott at about a minute looks at the looks across the room at the table of the lawyers and is like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and need to settle this court case as quickly as possible. But if you have not seen the movie Malice, it's um, Bill Pullman, who's, you know, a wet blanket in pretty much every movie he's in. Uh, 
uh, Nicole Kidman is in it. Uh, and, and Alec Baldwin just steals the show. It's not, I looked it up. It's about 1993. It's a good movie. If you're, you know, trying to kill some time, uh, if you're still trapped inside from a pandemic or depending on what your state will allow you to get away with and do, or if you have to sit inside and watch, sit inside and watch movies with masks on, I have no earthly idea. I just always got a kick out of that scene because <laughs> he at one point references, you understand the kind of grades it takes to, to reach this level that I've reached. And, and, uh, and all I kept thinking was, man, I'm hoping for like a, a C in health class. And this guy is just really seriously, seriously wrecking shop with all his medical jargon and, uh, and his complete disregard for the lawyer sitting across from him, which, you know, listen, we can make fun of lawyers all they want. They go to school for a long time. They get a degree. Most of them suck, but I know a few that are pretty decent. Um, but, uh, what sucks most about lawyers is their, their rates and then the non-guarantee. But I guess that's kind of the same with doctors. There's no real guarantee, except hopefully hopefully you have a little bit of insurance to uh, help offset that non-guarantee. But I, um, <laughs> I was thinking about that movie today, and I'm thinking to myself, man, there are some people, some characters that are, without a doubt, those characters in a movie where they have like a monologue like that or a, or a scene where you just you get chills to the, to the center of your spine. Like you're watching it and the scenes unfolding. And generally it's, you know, look, everybody knows Russell Crowe and gladiator or Mel Gibson and Braveheart, or even some of Mel Gibson's actually answering machine tapes quite do the same thing. But for the most part, his movie roles, oh, there's a lot of some of that stuff as well. But uh, that scene in malice is absolutely phenomenal. So if you have not seen that movie, please check it out. It is um, worth the worth the time to sit and watch that and uh, and see the plot twists and turns of what goes on. Um, my co-host has seemed to, I don't know, something distracted him. I think he he might have heard somebody outside the studio um, maybe breathe, and now he's on protective duty outside the studio, just checking everything out, wondering what's going on at some point he'll come back in here probably crop dust the studio and then walk back out again so we're preparing for that but um we did a whole little segment this morning on on where where we live in Cory lake isle and uh and it was interesting we got some feedback from some people in the neighborhood and and hopefully that'll get passed along a little bit more i also had a couple good conversations with some people that i grew up with in new jersey uh earlier earlier today after they heard the 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 Monday morning recap podcast but uh the funniest the funniest thing I was thinking about is after talking about you know Sunday and I was talking a little bit about the bills and they're getting better and and you know the Giants are are just got awful but somehow they managed to always beat Washington and and thinking back you know harkering back to a, a time in my life when Things were a little bit simpler. Um, it wasn't as difficult to be a fan of the New York Giants. Uh, there was this, the, the magical season really is obviously the year they beat the Patriots when they were undefeated. I mean, that's just a magical, things just, all the tumblers fall into place for that to happen. And, and it kind of happened on a similar scale a couple years later when they beat them again. But really the year for me, the best 
the, the best year. 86 was great. It was the first Super Bowl, but 1990, Giants beat the Bills. I'm a freshman in college, and I'm going to college in central New York near Syracuse. And pretty much, it's probably like a, I'm not a big school, but it's probably about a six to one Bills to Giant fan ratio, like just because of the placement of the school. And, uh, I just happened to have these two friends and I lived in a dorm and the, the first floor or two were guys, the, the upper floors were, were, were girls. Um, and I had these two, these two friends, these two, these two girlfriends, actually it was three of them. They all lived in the top floor of this, uh, of this dorm that we lived in. And, and one of them I'll classify. I mean, she's on Facebook. She may end up here in this. She, she was actually the, the sweet one. I mean, she was an RA on her floor. Part of that sweetness probably had to do with her trying to curb her behavior to, to be an RA, uh, you know, sort of an authority figure, resident assistant. The other two, they were without a doubt the most fun to hang out with because, okay, so this is 1990, 91. Um, they, were, they were usually pretty drunk, usually pretty foul-mouthed, usually generally abusive and a lot of the times it was aimed at me even though you know i was way cooler than them and i made their nights every night they would cook for me at like three o'clock in the morning but on this one particular night in january of 1991 the new york giants are playing the buffalo bills in the super bowl and it is just going terribly terribly wrong I am watching the first half from my dorm room and, you know, my one buddy's a giant fan, but the rest are Bills fans and the Bills are, are handling the Giants pretty good. I mean, the history behind a little bit of it is the fact that the, the Bills going into that Super Bowl had had beaten the uh, L.A. Raiders the week before um, this, this, the since. Uh, the since Oakland, now Las Vegas, once upon a time, Los Angeles Raiders, like 51 to three to go to the Super Bowl. The Giants needed like a last second field goal to squeak by San Francisco on the road. Giants were huge underdogs. It was like one of these games where you're just like, you know what? And kind of the way I go into all of them. I'm like, I have a pit in my stomach. I'm a little bit optimistic. I'm hopeful. But I know that if, if the Bills beat the Giants on this particular day, it is going to be the it's it's just going to be what everybody comes at me with from you know January 29th or whatever the date was until the day I leave for summer break it was just going to be it so i'm sitting in my room on the first floor my my little uh slice of heaven which was smaller than the studio here actually um and uh we're watching a game and the giants are just i mean not doing anything for like a quarter, like 15 minutes of the first quarter and probably the first nine minutes of the second quarter doing nothing. But then slowly they drive down the field. They're driving down the field. The score is like 12 to three at this point. And they're slowly, you know, ticking away down the field. And right before halftime, the Giants score. The halftime score is Buffalo 12, Giants 10. Um, and it is like a free-for-all. It is like somebody... Un, like rang the bell at Belmont to unleash horses to one after the other after the other come to my dorm, knock on my dorm, just relentless. Every trash talky thing you could possibly come up with 
I just got bombarded with it. I mean, for first for 10 minutes. And finally, I just looked at my buddy. I'm like, look, I'm going to hide because I just I don't even want to deal with it. I, I'm already well invested. This is my team. This is a team. It's been my team since I'm seven years old, you know, uh, five years old. So I, I just I need to just be somewhere where if they lose, I can kind of slink back over here and kind of, you know, kind of ease back into reality after the Giants lose because it's just not looking good. You know, Bruce Smith, I mean, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas. Um, I mean, it, the bills were just stacked. So I say to these two drunken, drunken buffoon women that I, I thoroughly enjoy their company, I thoroughly enjoyed their company the entire time I was uh, at this school. They, um, they said, yeah, sure, just, just come on up here and hang out. So I tucked my way, you know, away into their room, watched the whole second half, biting my nails, nervous. And I should preface it by both of them were giant fans. So they were, you know, they were were allies, like allies hiding in a foxhole, waiting for the the firefight to end so that maybe we could kind of slink back into the world and, and assimilate without anybody realizing, hey, they really used to root for the giants and and we are in this room and we're hanging out and they're so cool. They're, they're, they're just giving me drinks. They're feeding me. Um, they must have seen the worry on my fat face that I was just like, I just can't do it. It's just too much for me to sit here and watch this game. I'm like, I'm going to have an ulcer and I'm, I'm you know, not even 20 years old yet. So, uh, so we're watching this game and it's coming down to the wire and it's, it's back and forth and it's close and you don't know the outcome, what's going to happen. And, the Bills get the ball and they're driving down the field and they're they're just ticking away, ticking away, and then and then they line up for a forty-seven yard game-winning field goal with the score twenty to nineteen. All they needed was this one forty-seven yard field goal off grass at Tampa Stadium by a guy named Scott Norwood. Now, if any of you have seen uh, the movie Ace Ventura. Uh, the Ray Finkel character is loosely based on Scott Norwood. If anybody disagrees with that, by all means, you can tell me I'm wrong and I'm just going to call you a liar because it is, it is the basis of that character. So Scott Norwood lines up, field goal goes up, looks like it is going to kind of squeak through the upright and then boom, it's wide right. Now, I'm not at my fattest at this point. I'm probably about 200 and 70 pound guy pretty big i mean not i'm not a i'm not a tiny little guy but i'm a pretty big guy but i'm not you know at my all-time you know minnesota fats level but uh i sprint from the room that i was hiding out in to the lobby of the dorm and the guy who ran our dorm you know there's ras resident advisors there you know students who basically take on a floor and and keep you know the inmates in line and then there's a resident director who's really like an employee of the school who is there to generally oversee you know you know the inmates who are or who are watching over the inmates really so uh i had a relationship with this guy he was a good guy he was from jersey i happen to be one of only a few students that was like from jersey so we we became friendly with one another and and at this point i get down to the lobby and I beg him, Marcus, please, please just give me, give me 30 seconds just on the microphone 
after this Super Bowl win. It's a Super Bowl win. I mean, I just 30 seconds. It's all I ask for. I promise. Scout's honor. I was never a scout. Scout's honor. I promise I will not do anything to to jeopardize to jeopardize this this fortune you are putting on me to be able to uh, address my fellow my fellow student body in a manner that that is uh, appreciative of the moment. So he unlocks this this case and he um, he ends up uh, opening it up and giving me like the the like a, almost like a walkie talkie like a like a Smokey and the Bandit like a uh, you know like a like a police uh, whatever you call it microphone to you know click on the button talk into it like a CB radio. So uh, I get on this microphone and and uh, slowly build up and, and just like to say listen everybody in Farber Hall. This is Mike. I live in room one on the first floor. And I would just like to say, you know, what a tremendous Super Bowl. Congratulations to the Bills on a great season. They did, um, they did, you know, more than, you know, more than anybody was necessarily anticipating. They had a great season. This is, you know, sign of things to come for a, a great franchise. And to all of those individuals who knocked on my door relentlessly through the first half, you can all kiss my ass. Meanwhile, I get the microphone taken away from me. I get chased down to my room. People lit my door on fire. Um, and it turned out to be a relatively calm night. And my team had won the Super Bowl, and I thoroughly did not care for the arson. But the rest of it, yeah, it was all right. I could live with it. With a Super Bowl ring, makes a lot of stuff go a Super Bowl win makes a lot of stuff go okay. Have a good afternoon. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never ending happiness. You can always see the sun. Day. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one, Dr. Everything will be alright. Instead of asking the mama to your time, you'll ask the mama to your mind.